This is the Cooler Technology Group Incorporated shareholder update call. Now, for those unable to participate, you might want to pass this along to them, and it stated this in the press release. There will be a replay available at the CoolerTechnology.com website, as well as the SmallCapVoice.com website. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're also making available to you a written transcript of this call. But before we get started, let me read the forward-looking statements. These forward-looking statements can be found at the bottom of every company press release using that ticker symbol KULR. This call may contain certain forward-looking statements based on our current expectations, forecasts, and assumptions that involve risks and uncertainties Forward-looking statements in this call are based on information available to the company as of today's date. Actual results may differ materially from those stated or implied in such forward-looking statements due to risks and uncertainties associated with the company's business, which include risk factors disclosed in the KULR Form 10-K filed with the Securities Exchange Commission. Forward-looking statements include statements regarding the company's beliefs, expectations, intentions, or strategies regarding the future and can be identified by forward-looking words such as anticipate, believe, could, estimate, expect, intend, should, and would, or similar words. All forecasts are provided by management in this call are based on the information available at the time and management expects that internal projections and expectations may change over time. In addition, the forecasts entirely on management's best estimate of the company's future financial performance given the company's current contracts, current backlog of opportunities and conversations with new and existing customers about KULR products and services. The company assumes no obligation to update the information included in this call, whether as a result of new information and future events or otherwise. With that, let me first welcome company CEO, Michael Moe. Michael, welcome to the call. Hey, thank you, Stuart. It's nice to be with you all today. Thank you so much, Michael, and also company CFO, Simon Westbrook. Simon, welcome to the call. Thank you. Good day, everybody. All right. Excellent. Let's now give the floor to you, Michael Moe, for your opening statements. Great. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, this is Michael Moe, uh, CEO of Cooler Technology Group. Thank you for joining us today. Um, <clears throat> it's been a uh, very busy quarter for Q3 for Cooler. Uh, we're happy here to report to our shareholders some of our operational and financial highlights um, to build long-term shareholder value. Here are strategic initiatives to achieve our goals. Uh, we develop cutting-edge technology with NASA and DOD customers. We work with government and regulatory bodies to bring awareness to cooler technology, um, to be involved um, and to be included in the future of regulatory roadmaps. And we apply our space-proven technology to mass-market commercial applications such as energy storage, EV, and battery recycling transportation. On the financial side, we work to build a stronger balance sheet for growth and to increase our shareholder equity. So on the NASA and DOD customer engagement side, the most exciting event for Q3 was the launch of the Mars Rover Perseverance Rover in July. Cooler's heat sinks were part of the Sherlock instrument on the rover on its way to Mars. 
our heat sinks keep the optics and sensors on the rover in optimal operating conditions. They're literally the eyes and ears of the rover looking for signs of life on Mars. We were also awarded a dual-use technology development agreement with NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center to build a 3D-printed battery system for manned and robotic space applications. The goal is to 3D print our battery solutions on Moon um, someday as part of the ongoing Artemis project going to the Moon. We were awarded contract to supply NASA with fireproof storage solutions for the Microsoft Surface Pro 5 hybrid notebook computers used on board the International Space Station. This is an extension of a partnership with NASA Johnson Space Center to provide laptop battery storage on the, ISS, on the ISS since 2019. We also partnered with Airbus Defense and Space for use of coolers passive propagation resistant PPR solutions for research into lithium-ion battery safety and testing for in-flight applications. On the government and regulatory side, Cooler supplied the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, with ISC technology to evaluate passenger lithium-ion battery malfunctions that can cause fire and smoke incidents aboard, air, air, uh, uh, aboard the air aircraft. ISC is the NASA battery testing technology. Cooler is the exclusive licensee and commercialization partner for that since 2018. Cooler also participated in the UN Working Group on Lithium-Ion Battery Classification Meetings to, to establish test methods and criteria by which lithium-ion battery can be more effectively regulated based on the inherent hazards. Cooler joined the Outdoor Power Equipment Industry Group, also known as OPEI, which, reprint, uh, which represents a $30 billion industry where they're moving rapidly to lithium-ion battery as a power source. As, our, as part of our effort to better engage with the government regulatory bodies at DOD, we signed two partners, Dave Harn of Outpost and Hazmat Safety Consulting Group as our consultants. Dave Harn was previously the Chief Strategic Prioritization Officer for the Air Force at the Pentagon and the COO for AppWorks, the Air Force's Technology Accelerator, uh, Accelerator Program. Hazmat Safety Consulting has over 60 years of combined experience in the DOT, FAA, and the FIMSA working on battery safety regulations and compliances. On the commercial application side, Cooler entered into a partnership agreement with a leading global electronics component and battery manufacturer, which is a leading supplier of key electronic components in smartphones such as the Apple iPhone, to build internal short-circuit battery testing technology. And for Cooler, to license its PPR technology to the partner in a commercial phase. We signed agreement with Volta Energy Products to provide our PPR technology for implementation in their stationary storage products that's part of the module for a grid energy storage application. We also partnered with Silicon Valley-based Draco Motors to use our carbon fiber FTI cooling technology for the Draco GTE, which is a new ultra-high-end electric supercar that's uh, 1,200 horsepowers with a top speed of 206 miles per hour. We're literally deploying the thermal technology on the Mars rover 2020 to the fastest EV on the planet. 
And here are some of the, the product development and IP development efforts in Q3. We launched a PPR design, a battery design solution for space applications, which include both trigger and production cells from Cooler. This was the foundational technology building block to work with NASA Marshall Space Center on the 3D printed battery platform. We also developed a 2.1 kilowatt hour battery shipping solution for battery recycling applications. Transportation is an important part of battery recycling and safety in the transportation is not only important, but also highly regulated. So we have applied for a special permit with FIMSA on our solution. This will be the highest energy capacity solution in the market once and when we receive the special permit. During Q3, we were awarded two patents, one for our TRS technology for battery safety and one for the high-performance thermal interface material for applications like 5G, cloud computing infrastructure, in addition to space applications. So from the operational perspective, I'm very proud of the team to execute all these activities in Q3 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. I believe that we're building solid technology foundation and customer partner base for future growth. As we discussed in our 10Q, um, it's important for our shareholders to know that Quarter's business model continues to evolve from being a component supplier to providing more design and testing services to our customers. And the next phase of evolution is to provide total system solutions to address market needs. To scale up as a system provider more quickly and efficiently in markets such as direct energy, hypersonic vehicle thermal management, uh, energy storage, and lithium-ion battery recycling, Cooler will actively seek partners for joint venture, technology licensing, and other strategic uh, uh, business uh, you know, objectives. Little uh, issue here. Um, yeah, uh, the for uh, for also for future business uh, for future business objectives. The goal is to leverage Cooler's thermal design expertise and portfolio of IPs to create marketing products, which Cooler will take to market directly to capture more value for for our shareholders. So next, before I move on to uh, Simon Westbrook, our CFO, he will go over more some of the financial highlights on the quarter. Um, I would like to report some statistics on how we have increased the liquidity and shareholder base for cooler stocks um, in the market. In Q1 of 2020, our average daily trading volume was 676 shares. The total trading value is about 52,000 uh, US dollars. In Q2 2020, our average daily trading volume increased to about 33,000 shares about a 15,000% increase, and the total trading value for the quarter was four point, was approximately $4.2 million. In Q3 of 2020, our average daily trading um, volume is increased to approximately 105,000 shares, up about 200% from Q2, and the trading value uh, for the quarter was approximately $9.3 million, up about 100 25% from Q2. Uh, last time we, we, we checked, we have grown our shareholder base to over well over 2,000 shareholders. So we certainly appreciate every single one of you shareholders for your hard-earned dollar and trust in Cooler. Uh, 
Uh, we also understand that comes with the liquidity, a certain volatility in our stock as well. However, we believe that we need to continue to do our job, execute on the business, and increase market awareness. Ultimately, liquidity will drive long-term shareholder value together with execution. So uh, next is Simon Westbrook, our CFO, to go over the Q3 financial highlights. Simon, please. Thanks, Michael. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'd like to start off uh, talking about our balance sheet. It's been a, a tough year with the COVID uh, epidemic, and we have continued to prepare and plan for the uncertainty that lies ahead, regardless of whether it finishes soon or continues. We focused our efforts on improving the strength of our balance sheet, largely in the area of cash, which of course is our, our major asset at the present time. During the quarter ended September the 30th, we continue to draw on our standby equity distribution agreement and increase our cash balances from $109,000 at the beginning of the year in December 2019 to over $2.8 million December the 30th this year. We still have additional borrowing capacity of $5.8 million under the standby equity distribution agreement if required, and this would be available to fund future increases in working capital, development expenditures, and cover potential operating losses in the interim period. We believe that we are well positioned as far as our cash resources are concerned, regardless of what happens in the coming quarters. During the process of building up our cash reserves, we've also impacted our stockholder equity. During the quarter ended September 30th, we sold $845,000 worth of our common stock to pay off notes payable generated under the CEDA and to fund our increase in cash balance, resulting in an increase in stockholders' equity of over $417,000 during the September quarter. This has improved our stockholder equity balance for a deficit of 796000 at the start of the year to a deficit of 565000 at the current quarter end. From the revenue perspective, the quarter was down to $137,000 in revenue compared to 527000 in the corresponding quarter of the prior year. This reduction was a function of the general interruption in supply chains for us and our business partners, and to the fact that we benefited from a single major contract with the Department of Defense last year, worth 355,000, which was delivered in that prior period quarter. As far as our bottom line operating results are concerned, our net operating loss for the current quarter was just over $1 million, $1,012,000, compared to a loss of $268,000 for the corresponding quarter of the prior year. Our operating results were impacted by a reduction in sales, a reduction in gross margin from 79% to 55% as a result of the relatively fixed component of uh, cost of sales wages, and increases in our SGLA expenses and stock-based compensation. That concludes my financial comments. 
All right, Michael, I think that means let's jump now into the question and answer section for this call. And I do once again want to thank everyone for sending in their questions and getting them in in a timely manner so that we can get them onto this call today. Michael, are you ready for the first question? Uh, yes, please, Stuart. All right. The company just voted in favor of a reverse split of all issued and outstanding common stock at a ratio no greater than one for eight. Can you elaborate on the reason for this corporate action? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is something that uh, we filed yesterday. Um, the majority shareholders uh, approved the proposal to authorize the board to uh, effectuate the uh, reverse split of our outstanding shares. Um, the current intention of the board, um, is this, as described in our uh, information statement, is to coordinate the timing of the ratio of the split um, to be in sync, uh, in, um, in, uh, in sync with the uplist uh, to a U.S. senior um, national stock exchange, such as the NASDAQ capital market or the, uh, or the NYSE uh, you know, market. Um, uplisting has always been part of our roadmap uh, to increase shareholder value. Uh, now the timing is is right for a number of reasons. Uh, one is that uh, we have laid the foundation this quarter by building up shareholder equity, uh, increase the liquidity uh, in our stock, and build a, a strong balance sheet. Um, this has allowed us to explore different channels of access to capital. Um, another factor is that the markets anticipate um, an increased focus on the, the, the whole clean energy and the decarbonization uh, efforts in 2021 with the new uh, incoming administration. So as we expect to further our growth in the battery recycling, energy storage, and EV market in 2021, uh, being on a senior exchange um, uh, can potentially increase our exposure to more institutional investors and a broader investor base in general. So, and, and that's why we did it. Well, very good. Let's move on to the next question. It appears the level of activity and highlights during Q3 increased substantially from previous quarters, but your revenue decreased significantly quarter over quarter, especially in contract services. What is the reason for this? Yeah, so um, Simon uh, talked, out, uh, talked about that a little bit in our operating uh, results earlier, um, but two factors really contribute to both the year-over-year -year and quarter-over-quarter -quarter, uh, revenue decline. Um, the, you know, the decrease in revenue uh, in, for year-over-year -year comparisons was mainly due to a large DOD contract that we fulfilled in the Q3 of 2019. That's worth about uh, $350,000, $355,000. Um, the customer has since pushed the next shipment of the product into 2021, uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, looking out for a multi-year uh, roadmap for that product. Um, another factor is a result of supply chain delays in sourcing and delivery material due to COVID-19, uh, and we're starting to catch up on that uh, in Q3 right now. Uh, for the service revenue um, question, uh, we only recognize our service contract revenue once we complete it and also meet the customer's acceptance. So for Q3, uh, we did not have any service contract that meet that um, uh, revenue recognition requirement. Um, so, so therefore, you saw a drop in service revenue. 
So there was a lot of um, design activity. Uh, there's a lot of engagement with customers, um, and those are um, not uh, revenue not reflected in Q3, but uh, we expect and anticipate um, that those activities will pay for future growth. All right, very good. Can we get an update on your work with Dave Harden? Has he been able to assist since he's been brought on board? Yeah, um, so Dave and Outpost, they have uh, just extensive experience um, in the DOD uh, infrastructure. Um, so we've been working together on a number of DOD uh, programs and objectives, including hypersonic thermal management systems, um, you know, direct energy weapon systems, and energy storage. Um, so his experience um, uh, is to uh, do the product marketing side, the product positioning side, and also help us navigate um, the uh, the DoD infrastructure. I know that we did the uh, podcast with Dave um, maybe a couple of months ago. Um, really, uh, just practicing crossing the valley of death as we speak. Very good. Let's talk then about a big validation for Cooler. Here's the question. I know it's a big validation for Cooler to work with the UN on lithium battery classification, but there's also an opportunity to grow international sales. That's the question. So is this, by working with the UN, an opportunity to grow international sales through this work with the UN? So, yeah, so working with... um Regulatory bodies like UN, with FAA, DOT, FIMSA, it's all part of our business development and marketing effort. Um, the objective is to make our solutions in the battery testing, such as ISC, um, and also our uh, TRS, the battery shipping solution, known to these regulatory bodies, so that they can consider them, uh, so they can consider them, um, and to be part of the future of the regulatory uh, roadmap. So um, as we enter into the battery recycling, the transportation industry, these activities will be more and more important. Uh, we do expect them to generate both uh, domestic and international um, sales in 2021. All right. Is Cooler working on any new patents? Are there existing patents create? Are the existing patents for the company creating new revenue streams yet? Yeah, a good question. Uh, we're always, um, you know, trying to develop new technology, um, and then when the new technology is 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 unique enough, then we, you know we can try to file for a patent, which you know typically takes about two to three years for it to be approved. Um, our patents in TRS technology is now generating revenue in our PPR design and design contracts, right? Both on the service revenue as well as product sales revenue. Um, um, and also our license pan from NASA on the ISC technology is actually gen- you know, generating uh, increasing amount of revenue. Um, and um, uh, that's also part of the you know, uh, inroads into regulation uh, and also um, get us into door uh, with larger customers with these technologies. All right, here's a question about Volta Energy products. Have you begun your work with Volta Energy products yet? Uh, yes, yes. So we begin working with Volta. Um, yes, we have. Uh, we have designed um, and tested our PPR design uh, with the customer's, um, uh, you know, uh, product configuration. Um, now the customer is going through their own internal design, oh, sorry, the internal testing, um, and also certification work 
um, I believe, is for their deployment in uh, in early 2021. So a lot of UL. Um, you know, a fire department certification for their uh, for the geography of their of their deployment. All right, very good. What are some of the current efforts to bring in more sales revenue? Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what we uh, work on. Uh, we we'll try to work on every day. So on the on the government side, uh, we'll focus on the FTI for uh, DOD and aerospace customers. Um, um, the hypersonic uh, system development, direct energy applications with our cathode and thermal management. Uh, both of these are high priority projects for the government, for the national security, and uh, represent you know multi billion dollar opportunities. So on the government side and DOD side, that's what uh, the focus is. Uh, on the commercial market side, ISC testing um, uh, that's getting a lot more traction. Um, PPR design uh, for battery cells, battery uh, transportation. Uh, and also, we believe our 2.1 kilowatt hour transportation solution for battery recycling, um, uh, hopefully, will be a significant growth driver in 2021 when, once we get the uh, special permit from FIMSA. All right, very good. Is revenue being recognized from the licensing agreement with AmeriCase? Yeah, um, we we typically don't 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 like to comment on um, individual customer work and revenue breakdowns uh, individually and specifically. Um, so what what we can say is that some customers may find their COVID-19 situation a little bit more challenging than the other ones. So uh, we will need to continue to work with um, the customer on the timing of the product rollout. Okay, let's talk about Airbus. Has work with Airbus commenced yet? Uh, yes, it has. Um, so we have shipped the... Um, the samples to Air Airbus. Um, as you know, obviously Airbus is obviously one of the largest aerospace company in the world. Um, our partnership with them has started, um, and then uh, I think that they are also uh, going through their COVID nineteen um, kind of lockdown and work from home experience in in France. Uh, that that's the uh, uh, the office uh, that we partner with, um, and uh, their product roadmap is actually quite long term. I think all the way extend to ten plus years. So, uh, but uh, in short, uh, the work and the uh, the sample has been shifted. Cooler Technology Group is clearly an authority on battery safety and works with several well-known entities and government agencies. Do you think that work will re- will result, excuse me, in increased demand for coolers technology? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's um, we've seen a steady increase in the ISC technology uh, for trigger cells. Um, demand from both government, um, DOD, and commercial customers. Um, so our product strategy is to is to provide a suite of products, right, uh, um, to address the battery safety issue from testing, transportation to application, uh, second life, end of life. Um, so uh, we also believe that the um, the increasing safety regulations and the new government and, and industry push into um, into this renewable energy market is definitely going to be a catalyst um, for coolers products. All right, next question: Which one or which of your products will you be able to capitalize on growth in the electrical electric vehicle market? And could you provide specifics on its application? So, which of your products will be able to capitalize on growth in electrical in electric vehicle market? 
Yeah, uh, great, great question. Um, so I think that there's three pieces to this. Um, on the ISC, I mean, we keep on, it's maybe sound like a broken record, but we keep on going back to testing, design for the battery pack, and also shipping. So on uh, the ISC side, uh, on the testing side is the ISC. Um, that's for, uh, the, you know, the best way to test for battery safety, uh, which we think is the, um, is the lower hanging fruit for customer engagement uh, for EV customers. Uh, PPR design, which use our TRS, to keep batteries safe in the um, both active and uh, uh, and passive cooling systems, um, this is a much longer design cycle um, and testing cycle for the customer. It actually requires more investment from both the customer and cooler to be engaged uh, in in these developments. So PPR is a bigger investment, but that uh, you it will pay off uh, in longer term. Uh, TRS um, in terms of the storage and transportation solution container. Um, that's for battery recycling and transportation. Uh, this is good for second life um, and end of life applications for batteries, which we expect to have um, you know a really good growth in the uh, in the in the coming years. All right, next question. In Q2 2020, Cooler's earnings, the company had filed 10 submissions and proposals for winning government related contracts. Can you provide an update on these proposals? Yeah, sure. Um, we've received awards on two of the submissions. Um, one for the cathode work that we uh, um, work on the direct energy weapons for the Air, air, uh, for the air, air Force. Um, the other one is the 3D printed battery application for NASA Marshall uh, Space Center, as we talked about. Um, <clears throat> we were not awarded on a few of them. Um, uh, don't know exactly the number, but a few of them, uh, it's, it's getting more and more competitive. Um, we're still waiting on result on a couple more. Um, our understanding is that the government contract process are becoming ever more competitive um, uh, to get in uh, because of this uh, COVID uh, in- environment. Um, and the decision process is uh, being extended as well, given the increasing volume of the application, the competitive nature, um, and, uh, you know, COVID, um, uh, you, know, in- you know, environment has slowed down uh, the government decision process. All right, last year, Cooler reported product development engagements with a Tier 1 power tool and medical device manufacturer. What is the status of these engagements? Yeah, and um, actually, this is also due to COVID-19. As you can expect, some of our uh, you know customers have um, suspended or halted some of their um, longer-term development and revalued their roadmap. So some of these um, engagements have uh, have stopped uh, or halted, um, and then uh, we are continuing to work with the customer to see when to re-engage and when they, uh, you know, prior, prioritize some of the product development um, pipelines. All right, here's the last question for you, Michael. What separates Cooler's thermal management materials and PPR solutions from its competitors' products? Well, this is going to be a long long uh, answer but uh, uh, but I think that in short um, our, our you know our positioning for our solution um, is a suite of tools for PPR design um, from trigger cell which is a uh, you know ISC testing to passive cooling with TRS um, that integrate with active cooling as well as all the way to second life uh, end of life transportation and storage applications so it's uh, it's very it's very lightweight high performance and cost-effective.
Um, we believe that in the marketplace that uh, there are very few solutions out there um, that are space proven, uh, have the kind of performance um, and uh, and effectiveness of our uh, suite of tools. So um, this is our competitive positioning for the for the product, um, and we continue to uh, work with uh, customers that uh, value these uh, key features of our product. Well, as I mentioned, Michael, that is the final question. So once again, I'll turn the call back over to you for closing statements. Well, uh, Stuart, thank you very much. Um, and everybody who joined the call today, um, we are very proud of the team's accomplishment in Q3 um, 2020. Uh, we'll continue to execute our strategy of developing cutting-edge technology for NASA and DOD customers, engage with government regulatory bodies, and deploy our technology for commercial applications. Um, our goal is to build long-term shareholder value by executing our business, build strong balance sheet, and increase shareholder value. We hope that by the um, the next update call, uh, sometime in the early 2021, after we report our 10K, um, Cooler hopefully will be on the U.S. Senior Stock Exchange, um, and uh, we will be on a new platform for growth. So thank you very much for your time. Well, listeners, that concludes the Cooler Technology Group shareholder update call. As I said at the outset of this call, a replay will be available both at smallcapvoice.com as well as coolertechnology.com. Thank you for joining us today.